Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our newest episode. As promised, we have an episode talking about Goku and how we can actually fix him in Dragon Ball Super. Like what would make him any better than he is right now. As we have already talked about it in the past episodes and for a long time, Goku is really, really goofy in this version of Dragon Ball. In fact, in Dragon Ball Super, he's far more idiotic than any other version that it should be. So, how can you actually fix a character that you think is way too goofy and probably not the same guy from Dragon Ball Z? Well, Goku was a serious character once, you all know this. He wasn't exactly serious as in super serious like Vegeta, but at times... When, he, when things demanded him to be serious, or when he had to fight, he was super serious. He knew how to get things done. He would do the job, then start to get a little bit funky. Sure, at times he got funky in the middle of the fights as well. That's not to say that he didn't. Of course, he has to be like that at times, because that's part of his charm. But to be like that all the time just destroys the character. Just doesn't make you feel... Like he's actually being serious. That you should actually fear this guy. You're more like, eh, okay, so what the hell. So one of the best things that they can do is to make him way more serious than he should be. Now, this doesn't mean that you know we need him to be serious all the time, like how Vegeta was. Find a balance. Find um some balance that can actually help his character very much. Like, he will be serious when the fight starts and you, you know, in his usual life, and he will be far less goofy. Just like Dragon Ball Z. Find that balance again and put it there. I mean, many fans will be happy. But there's one other thing that truly needs to be done to make this character fixed, in the sense of the word. Now, this is a very weird thing to bring up but the thing is that if you remember in dragon ball z goku wasn't around very much he usually came around when there was a heated battle and he was needed and almost every time that he came he brought a new form with him with the first time the battle against the saiyans i'm not choosing to go with raditz one because yeesh nobody likes that but we're going with the Saiyans, Vegeta and Nappa. The first time that he actually came to Earth, he was late and things were getting tense. So when he came, he used Kaioken to fight um, those two. The fights were really awesome and it put Goku in a high place. Not only did every Z fighter get a chance to shine, but Goku was the guy who everybody wanted to beat her because they knew that he is the ultimate fighter. Then we had Frieza Saga in which Goku again used his Kaioken, got a lot more powerful, and also unlocked Super Saiyan for the first time in thousands of years, apparently. So there, he all he again uh, unlocked something that wasn't there, and he was taken really seriously because then we thought that he's the savior. Then in the Cell Saga and the Android Saga, they just you know put him away for a long period of time until he came back and when he did he didn't bring any new form with him to say but Gohan did through Goku he unleashed 
Super Saiyan 2, one of the strongest and best scenes in the whole anime. So, as you can see, you know, and back then, Goku wasn't even the ex machina, like, you know, he's there, so they win. In fact, Gohan became that. So, as you can see, for most of the times, Goku was really put front and center by somehow being late and yet being the hero. The same thing happened in another version, sorry, in another arc, as you know, the Boo arc, when he came back and he unleashed Super Saiyan 3. He did that again, and then he came back and fused with Vegeta to form Vegito. So, almost every time, Goku is the one who saved everyone. But, at least that, you know, build up to it was really powerful. So when you saw a new form, it felt like it was earned. Because there was a lot of story there. Now, I'm not going to bring up the fact that Toriyama is not part of the writing process, so that's probably why. I'm going to bring up another fact that they should have learned at least from Toriyama because it was a no-brainer. Something like Dragon Ball's Super's Super Saiyan Blue, it should have been teased in a far better way and brought into, a, into the scene in a better way. I'm not talking about the movie, that sucked. But I'm talking about the anime version. The anime version tried to do that, to imitate that. But it never got to that. Like, they tried very hard to imitate everything that Dragon Ball Z had. People losing, people almost dying, until Goku and Vegeta suddenly come. And, well, they have a new form with them as well. Did it feel as epic as Super Saiyan 3 unveiling or Super Saiyan 1? No, definitely not. Was it the right choice to build tension? Sure, obviously. It was something that should have been done. But was it done the right way? Probably not. Why do I say probably not? Well, it's because that Dragon Ball Super is missing something that Dragon Ball Z had. And that is showing actual violence. Dragon Ball Super is way more kid-friendly than Dragon Ball Z was. And it really hurts the series when you don't see blood. When you don't see damage that much. Piccolo dying is certainly violent. But did it have any effect on anyone? No, because we were like, eh, this is a kid-friendly show now, so he's gonna be alright. Not to say that Dragon Ball Z was not a kid-friendly show, but it wasn't afraid to show blood and violence in the most brutal of ways at times. Android 16's head getting destroyed, his body getting destroyed, and his head being, you know, pushed away, you know, blown away to over there. All of these kinds of scenes showed real violence. Vegeta's arm breaking. God damn, that was really brutal. These are kind of things that showed how brutal Dragon Ball can be. Now, the same thing applies to many other animes that are doing the same thing, so it can build attention so that you know that, well, things are getting heated up. Now, do we need Goku to do the same things that he used to do in Dragon Ball Z, like showing up late, everybody almost dying, and Vegeta being, again, a second fiddle? No, of course not. We need Vegeta to be on par with Goku, so that he also saves the day at times. Just like once Gohan did. Yay! So, how can we actually do that? Well, 
let's not let's look at some of other animes out there that actually do this. One of which I actually know really well is My Hero Academia. One of the main things that My Hero Academia does well, aside from giving the side characters so much to do, so they actually become main characters, is that when Izuku's fighting, he's struggling a lot. He has trouble fighting the, the guys, and the fights get tense, everything gets tense, everything is so damn, you know, um, pressurized, and everything that goes on within that format is just so action-heavy and yet story-heavy that you think to yourself, holy shit, what's gonna happen here? Like, you have to think of muscular fight, Izuku versus muscular. That scene, that whole fight was epic. Izuku fought to the very last. We had no hopes of him winning. We all thought that he would die, but he prevailed. Then we had All Might versus All for One. That fight was brutal as hell. The feelings. This is not to say that Dragon Ball can't get these kinds of feelings from the fans. No. But at least in the Dragon Ball Super, it wasn't able to do the same thing. Dragon Ball Super needs to do a lot better. And the way to fix Goku is that, aside from showing some you know, damages and little blood at least, it would help, really, really help, if Goku wasn't the ex machina. We had the same thing in Dragon Ball. Even at times when he came back really powerful, he still couldn't get the job done. That was what made those villains very powerful. That was what made people worry. We even had Cell beat up Gohan, and we all thought that they would lose. Cell Juniors were kicking their asses. The way to fix Goku is very simple. You don't have to kill him just to bring him back every time or put him out of, uh, you know, playing field until something happens. No. Let him be who he is. Let him be a guy who likes to fight, a guy who also is serious but at times goofy. But then make him work hard for what he earns. Make a... make. You know, show him to us in a way that shows that he's working really hard, he's had so many damages, and he's doing his best to become better. One of the things that I think worked in Dragon Ball Super Broly, aside from the super powerful villain, was the fact that Goku and Vegeta were helpless. They couldn't get the job done no matter what. And when the Gogeta came, that was when you were like, oh yes. They're going to get the job done. The thing should be the same with Dragon Ball Super's Goku. I think Vegeta is in a good place, except for that he needs more heroic scenes. Like his scene in Resurrection F arc was really cool, but then it was stolen by Goku. So one of the things I think they should definitely do with Goku is to focus really hard on what made Goku Goku. Not only was he hope, but even if he failed, he never gave up hope. That's the main draw of Goku for so many fans and people out there. Even though he fails, he never gives up. One of the reasons that probably Ultra Instinct kept us on our toes with its power-up and everything, one of the reasons that Turn the Power was really good for me at least, was because that we saw Goku tried really hard 
to do this for his friends, for his family, for the universe. He tried so hard. He didn't give up. That was why I loved it. To me, I thought that, you know, Universe 7 would be wiped and Jiren would bring all of them back. Or Grand Minister would. I didn't know. But seeing all of that struggle and Goku finally showing that, yes, he cannot be the all-powerful, so that he sacrificed himself with Frieza to stop Jiren, that is the main reason people were okay with the final arc. In Black Goku arc, we see a different version of Goku. We see a totally evil Goku. But we also see a Goku that, again, is powerless. He's beaten to a bloody pulp by this new guy. He's severely beaten, he can't continue fighting, and he doesn't really do well against Black Goku and Zamasu. To the point that even Vegito wasn't enough, so basically Trunks defeats Zamasu. Until, well, yikes, Zanosama comes and just wipes the dude away completely with that timeline. Yeah, nice cheat. It wasn't even necessary, I don't know why they added that scene. So... I think it should be exactly like that. Show more damages, be not afraid of blood, and do me a favor, make Goku the hero, but not the absolute hero. We don't need Goku to be the only one winning everything. Sure, many people complain that, well, they didn't win in all of the arcs, technically. They, well, they couldn't win against Hit, they couldn't win against Beerus, they couldn't win against Frieza, they cheated. They couldn't win against Jiren. Technically, they had to sacrifice themselves. And in Zamasu arc, again, they didn't win. Trunks did, technically, until, well, Zeno somehow came and just destroyed them. So, if that is your problem, I don't think it's a big one. I think it's more like, you know, what we should know is that Goku is not supposed to always be the hero. There are many other characters. Now, one thing that you can... They can absolutely do to fix Goku, aside from being making him serious and giving him less screen time, is that to decrease that status that he has from being the absolute hero, from the guy that is kind of an ex machina that will do whatever he can, you know, that he's the reason everyone will win, to kind of a guy that, yes, he's also very powerful, but there are all other people as well, which means giving more screen time to more supporting characters, such as Gohan. Gohan still has an untapped potential that we don't know about. If he actually taps into that power, he may even become more powerful than Goku or Vegeta. As we have seen, the same thing happens with Broly. This dude doesn't even need the Super Saiyan God forms to keep up, to keep up with these guys. He only has his full power Super Saiyan form. So why not show other characters who are also powerful and can be also as amazing as Goku. One of the main draws of My Hero Academia can be this, that, you know, besides Izuku being the main character, Todoroki and Bakugo also are really, really powerful to the point that they are actually his rivals in many ways. Then we had Mirio, Toka Mirio who also was really, really powerful. Spoilers for the manga... You have to skip 10 seconds to not hear this part. But he also lost his powers, but at the same time he showed how powerful he was. Now we're back. No more spoilers. So, the fact is, 
Goku needs to be uh, needs to be kind of you know depowered. Not so much that he's no use, but not you know not a little bit so that you'd still feel like this is the same Goku. You need to make him the kind of person that he's there because you know as soon as he appears, people get more riled up to actually help. They're like, yes, we can do this, and. With fixing those supporting characters, you also fix Goku because you have to rely much less on Goku. Goku is not the definite answer to every single problem. Yes, he's the main hero, but the times where Gohan was the main hero, where he showed his actual power and he was super powerful, those were one of my favorite times. Because when Goku came after that and he showed his powers, I thought to myself that, holy shit. This is this guy's dad. <laughs> no wonder they're so powerful. See? It really helps. But unfortunately, they're putting Goku in a place that he shouldn't be. I don't need him to die or be put out of commission for the longest time so that he can be brought with a stupid reason to save everyone. I need him to take a step back. Like, rely on others a little bit, be beaten to a bloody pulp, and so that when he gets up, I at least think to myself that, yes, this is the Goku I know. Never back down, even in the face of defeat. In Frieza arc, and this is what I'm talking about, in Frieza arc, he was beaten to a bloody pulp. He almost had no hope of beating Frieza until he went Super Saiyan. And then, not only did we continue to see the kind-hearted Goku, but also the serious Goku, who saved everyone. Then we had the Cell Saga, where again, he was almost killed by the Cell Juniors, but he still had so much hope, so much faith in his son that Gohan went Super Saiyan 2. Although not by Goku's hand, but still, we had hope because Goku had hope. Whereas others, they were scared that they were going to die. Then we had the Buu Saga, where again, the same thing happened. While everyone was afraid, Goku went and told Gohan that, no, you're going to do this, son. You're going to finish this right. You are the hero. Then Gohan changes into his dad's clothes, basically thanks to that uh, Kai who <laughs> makes the clothes for him. And you know, just to point out, the dub, I don't know if the Japanese version was like that as well, but the dub really was stupid. He says, I want the clothes, you know, I want my dad's gi. Then the guy is like, okay, describe them to me. And he says, you just saw him for it. And he's like, oh, that one. And I'm like, really? <laughs> was this the same in the Japanese version or, you know, dub version? I mean, how stupid are you? You just saw Goku wearing that gi. How, would, how do you need description? Use your brain. So even then, you had hope because then you knew Goku had hope. Goku is like a pillar to the Dragon Ball fans. If he's smiling, if he's in a good state, you know things are going to be fine. But if you see him goofing off, if you see him like, you know, he's not taking things seriously, and things don't really seem that way, that this show is taking itself seriously, that you know that this is a waste of time. But at the same time, when you see him beaten, angry, and that he's sad that he can't do anything, that's when you know that this dude is in trouble. And then you lose hope yourself until something happens.
So my solution to fixing Goku, aside from saying this millions of times, to so make him more serious than he is right now, make him far less goofy, is to actually commit to the character, show some damage, show some blood, make us worry. And by doing all of this, it helps a lot. It really puts that mindset forward. And use those side-freaking characters. They're the reason Goku is who he is. If he doesn't see how beaten they are, if we don't see that, if we don't lose hope, there is no way in hell people are going to be like happy that Goku finally came because they're going to know that, well, they're up, he's obviously going to come because, you know, these guys are still okay. So he's not that late. He's going to do the job. So this is my solution. And I hope you guys enjoyed it, enjoyed this episode. To be honest, fixing Goku is not that hard at all. I know that the enemies are now in a much higher place than before in terms of power, but I don't think that the Z fighters would give up that easily and say that, no, we're not going to fight. So these are my thoughts. I would definitely love to hear your thoughts on the whole situation and what you think can be done to actually fix Goku and whether or not, you know, this should be done. Or maybe you think that Dragon Ball Super Goku is its own version, not bad. And that, well, it can be tolerable. But are we really okay with tolerable? Well, anywho, thank you guys for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And we are still going to have one more thing on Twitter. It's more of a poll kind of thing. I'm not sure if people like polls nowadays anymore. But... We're going to have some content over there. Uh, I would definitely appreciate the follow on Twitter. And see you guys very soon.